In the name of God, the most gracious, the most merciful. Uh, the surahs that uh, we are covering tonight are, uh, we start with 95, uh, the fig or a team. Uh, it is uh, consisted of eight ayahs overall. And uh, one of the short surahs uh, of the later latest parts of uh, the Quran. Uh, when I was uh, looking at this surah uh, and the previous uh, uh, surahs that we covered, I realized that uh, there are uh, quite a few surahs that God starts with uh, uh, a different thing that he's uh, swearing by them. And uh, I tried to see what are those and the, up thus far, uh, they have covered uh, up to Surah 93, which was the forenoon, uh, which is uh, the ones that God starts with by the forenoon and then by the night. And then I went back and tried to check, see what other Surahs God has done this. At least the ones that I came up with, uh, there were 12 Surahs that uh, God starts with, uh, uh, with a swear to different things. And I tried to see whether there is any uh, relationship or uh, why, why is God doing this? And what is he trying to uh, tell us? Uh, there were uh, some of them that one starts with the sun, the moon, with the bright star, the sky, the earth, galaxies, all the things that we see around us in the sky and uh, uh, around us. And then, uh, uh, there, is, there are others that God uses, the changes that we see during the, uh, uh, every 24 hours, like the dawn, the forenoon, the day, the night, the afternoon, and the dusk. And uh, we have Surah 100 that is the runners, which is the subject by itself. And we have a Surah at the town, and we have, uh, uh, in Surah 91, we have the soul, it's something that we see. The things that uh, we had up to this point, these are the things that we see and God is swearing by them. But by the soul or even an odd and promise day 
and witness and witness. These are the things that I found by a quick uh, review of the latest parts of the surah, the surahs of the, uh, since 80, I think, since I, uh, surah 81. And uh, if you look at those surahs, the only surah that God has given a plant's name and also starts with swearing by the fig and the olive, is this the only surah that we have? So there should be something significant, I guess, about these two plants that God is swearing to. And uh, uh, overall, uh, what I understand from this is that uh, God is telling us to look around and look at what is going on around us and try to see what are the changes and try to understand, try to use our uh, intelligence, try to see and try to understand what is going on and see the signs that are all over the place. Uh, so with that, I go back uh, to Surah uh, 95. Uh, in the name of God, most gracious, most merciful, by the fig and the olive, by the Mount Sinai, and his honored town, and this honored town, sorry. We created man in the best design. Uh, in the new uh, copy that we have, I of five is missing, so I took it off the old copy. So we created man in the best design, then we reverted him to lowliest of the lowly. Except those who believe and lead a righteous life, they receive a reward that is well deserved. Why do you still reject the faith? Is God not the most wise and all the wise ones? Uh, so we go back to first uh, by the fig and the olive. Uh, there's a footnote here that uh, uh, is saying that fig, olive, Sinai, and Mecca may symbolize the prophets. Adam, Jesus, Moses, Abraham, and Muhammad. Uh, which, uh, since there is not more in the uh, footnote, uh, I guess, uh, like the Khalifa is the one who can explain what he means by that. I don't. Uh, from uh, the town, I know it relates to Muhammad, Ibrahim, and Mount Sinai, may, uh, it relates to Moses. But fig and olive, how that relates to uh, Adam and Jesus, then. Uh, can explain to us <laughs> what does it mean. Well, but, no, amazingly, the, it is universal. But, uh, the leaf, well, the fig man in the best design. What is the meaning of that is uh, something that we can think of. What is, what is the best design? What is the best design that God does? Uh, because uh, man is different from the rest of the creatures. In the, the only difference is that he has the brain and he can think and he can make the decision. And uh, God has given us that design. And 
then we have decided to make a decision. We made a decision and then went along. And then uh, God tells us that he, he created us in the best design and then reverted us to the lowliest of the lowly. And then this is, this is one step, the best design. The second step is the lowliest of the lowly. So we start on the high, we go down the lowest. And then there is a chance for those who believe and live a righteous life to receive a reward that is well deserved. So it is up on us. God has given us the chance to change ourselves from the loneliest of the lowly to go to do something that we can get out of that loneliest of lowly and uh, uh, go to a place that uh, is better than loneliest of the lowly. Ask my senior assistant, Hamid, to talk about fig and <laughs> to talk about fig and uh, olive, I guess that he's prepared to tell us what is the significance of these plants that uh, uh, you know some botanic work, I guess. <laughs> well, I can chat basically. I just have a few other information. Information that might not be as relevant. Figs and olives are they're very common in almost every part of the world. Everybody is very familiar with them. And um, they're both very good source of nutrition, especially the fig, which has a very high concentration of sugar, calcium, and especially in parts of the world. Because I like many other fats, but other fats in 
like some of the people they think that because they're getting money, uh, they're they have, they have the best. Like some, for example, some movie stars, they will have money, cars, everything. Their souls don't have anything. They're you don't know if that they they have a really good life or not. Um, it's up to us to actually make it grow. Um, but everybody starts from the from the bottom, so nobody can say, well, he had a, an advantage. No, no. Uh, everybody kind of went up, and, and I mean, it's, it's just when, when a person actually believes in God, uh, that he sees that he, I mean, there's only one God. Uh, that, that some might, some people might be pushing to some other direction, uh, but for some reason, I always see everybody being always and always before they even turn to that path. I always see everybody stopping in, in that path where everybody meets. And not being able to see the right path and the wrong path, and just walking to the wrong one. Uh, I don't know. For some reason, I just feel everybody, you know, kind of went equal into a point, and they just kind of went their way, and they didn't find the right path. Um, so I feel that I mean, it's up to us to actually do it. So, but everybody, I feel that everybody starts from from a point that um, God made it that way, that we wouldn't have some belief, and you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you was mentioning about um, man is the only one who has the brain, I guess, to think or make decisions of the freedom of choice. I guess that's what you were indicating that other animals, they didn't have a brain. They had a brain, but they didn't have a decision, uh, the capacity what to think. Well, a tree will grow as tall as it possibly can. Like you take a redwood, it will grow as high as it possibly can, knowing that it doesn't realize, you know, the sky, how, how the sky is, or this is unattainable, this is unreachable. It will grow as, as tall as it possibly can. And it seems to me that man is the only one who does not develop or try to achieve the reaches of
because my, as far as my understanding, the world, they have a every year. Yes, they have got something called alternate bearing. The, the crop is very heavy one year, very light the next year. So this actually happens in citrus also, but we don't notice it. So you keep harvesting from different trees. This individual trees will do that. But, you know, one tree will be heavy, the next one will be light, and then they alternate the next year. So he's getting into uh, botanical particulars. <laughs>
chemical factories uh, that exist on the, on the earth. Uh, for a while I was, uh, before coming to US, I was involved with research on plants and uh, uh, drugs that are derived from plants. And, uh, and as a chemist, I was amazed to see how complex these molecules are that you can take from a plant. Uh, as an example uh, that I can tell you now is uh, that the most effective cancer research or the most, most effective compounds or agents, if you call them, against cancer thus far are the ones who have origins from plant materials. And China is one of the leading countries in that respect because they invest a lot in natural products research. And uh, recently there was a symposium. So what happens is that the plants, as time goes by, they synthesize these things. And if uh, you don't need too much chemistry to understand that the only chemicals available to the plants are carbon dioxide, nitrogen from uh, the ground, and water. So you have carbon, hydrogen, nitrogen, and oxygen. These four uh, basically uh, major elements and some phosphorus and other things that come from the ground. And this plant, as you seed it and it grows, it starts to put these things together. And then after a while, you take the, the chemist, you know, takes the leaves, goes to the lab, and tries to extract these chemicals out of it. And then spends a lot of time, years maybe, to see what is the structure. You started with one nitrogen, one oxygen, one hydrogen, millions of them, small pieces. And then this plant has put this together to a gigantic molecule, all attached together that, uh, first of all, human beings have a lot of trouble to identify what the structure is, because the definite structure of the compound is something that you need to know as a chemist or as a pharmacist. So after they uh, find the structure of the things and they know the potency, they try and say, okay, this uh, is effective against this uh, infection or cancer or whatever. Then they want to make it bulk so that they can introduce it to the market and give it to people. So should they go and kill all the plants? No, the chemists come into play and say, okay, we are going to synthesize it. Do the thing that the plant does slowly. It's designed to do it. And so they go in the lab and start it. One of the uh, very great synthetic chemists that was here a few months ago, he said they have been working five years. I mean, they have been a group of the top Nudge scientists working on to synthesize a molecule that would be, has been shown, has been dried from the plant, and has been shown that it has the potency against cancer, a very active compound. So it took them at least five years, and they had only one step to do. And that is, the difference was, the molecule that they were synthesizing was like the right glove of your hand that you can put on your left hand. You know, there's a difference. There's no way you can... Ma you can uh, superimpose your right and left hand, or to better understand, you cannot put a right glove on your left hand. Have you ever realized this? That is a concept, chemists call it chirality, and that's one of the most amazing things in the crea uh, creation. And this is in all the molecules. In One molecule, which is the right-handed molecule, may be very effective. The left-handed has no potency, no effect at all. And the only difference is that, if you look, these are the mirror. If you put uh, the mirror here, this is going to be exactly this hand. This is probably the mirror image of the other. These molecules are mirror images of itself. 
but one of them is uh, has like cocaine has that property. If you take the same exactly the same number of carbon, hydrogen, whatever, but the only difference is that the right cloud is not the left cloud. It doesn't have the same. If you take a kilo of it, you don't get high. And so uh, I think uh, when I read that that plants are such an amazing uh, creatures and do things that you know you take for granted you, you, know, you don't realize what it is and uh, it is another sign another one of those signs that there, there is a reason that God is swearing by the plant the fig and the olive that obviously have uh, significance as uh, Dr. Khalifa mentioned it and also from uh, the chemist's point of view so by that I go back start surah 96 Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. You have a question? No. Okay. I mean, I was just adding what you were saying is that man, God created man, is intelligent enough to understand that you can you can eat the fig off the tree, or you can dry it out, you can eat it later on. The olive, you cannot eat it off the tree, can you? Well, God knew um, that the human, human race 
general was they stupid. You know, that they were going to take that key and throw it away the second time. The right. majority of them were. And, I, and then I, I know that free will, it, it comes in. Like you said, you can't have a robot, but I just... The question is, why would he put a thing here carrying you? Well, okay, you didn't catch my, uh, my other question to answer them. It's to nullify the, the excuses, so they will not say you didn't give us another chance. No, I thought that part. I just didn't understand that. The human beings are going to suffer for eternity. And him God knowing this, this is going to happen, why, why was it he knew. Yeah. But you see, if we didn't have this second chance, and uh, we were thrown in hell, we would say, you didn't give us another chance. Now with this, with the creation of this world, we cannot say this anymore. Because now we know. Yeah. Nah, yeah. Still. I think what Charles is trying to say is, he knew this is going to all happen. My father created. Yeah, exactly. Because, uh, because he knew that, but we didn't know that. Don't just put.
You can't, can't, you can't ask questions. You have to answer questions. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, was, when we were, everybody was over there before we came here. Did everybody actually say, when ask, God asked us, and we had it in our little corner there, he asked us, um, did you, uh, do you believe in me or not? Did everybody say no or yes, or everybody say yes, and he knew that they were not actually not satisfied with him? Well, we said, uh, we'd like to see a demonstration, maybe something can do it. Oh, that's what I was Righteousness. 13. 
If he disbelieves and turns away, does he not realize that God sees? 15. Indeed, unless he refrains, we will take him by the forelock. The forelock that is disbelieving and sinful. Let him then call on his helpers. We will call the guardians of hell. We shall not obey him. We shall fall prostrate and draw near. The first five verses, which are, which are the first revelations, and as you see in the footnote, uh, uh, the code number 19 is uh, uh, all over those uh, five verses, and also uh, the whole surah, which, are, which is consisted of 19 surahs overall. And uh, it is a miracle in itself. Uh, God tells Muhammad, read in the name of your Lord who created. Uh, he created man from an embryo. Uh, whatever uh, this is, this is a, a embryo which is uh, the translated word for Allah. Uh, people have. Uh, use this in different ways. The way everyone to his own understanding of uh, maybe uh, the universe, the, the biology, or whatever it was, or whatever help he got from God in understanding Quran, they have uh, uh, defined it or uh, interpreted it in different ways. But uh, what is clear here, God is saying that read, and read in the name of the one who created you and the whole universe. And he created man from an embryo, uh, which I thought a lot about it. Uh, you know, what, does, what does that really mean, the embryo? Uh, is that really the physical meaning of uh, uh, the formation of the embryo in, a, in, a, in an animal, human beings or any animal, that uh, leads to, a, to creation of a human being or uh, a, new, uh, a new being, or it does refer to anything else. Uh, I couldn't come up with anything else uh, unless uh, we, we get something else from the Khalifa. Uh, he's referring to, 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 uh, to Muhammad and us. If uh, we limit this surah to the time, that's then one problem that uh, exists is that since this was revealed to Muhammad, everyone tries to interpret the surah to exactly the same time and what God meant at the time. But since this is the book which is for all times, then at any time of uh, history, that uh, I think people can understand it in different ways. and. Uh, if you stick with the facts that you knew 13 or 1400 years ago, or you didn't know a lot of things to, as uh, science moved on, then you get yourself into trouble. Uh, but what it means is that God created a man from nothing, something that he knows how he does it, and from nothing that was nobody else can do the same thing that God is doing. And uh, then in verses two, uh, 3 to 5, 
is telling us and First uh, Muhammad that read uh, is teaching, God is teaching you by the means of the pen. And he teaches man what he never knew. Uh, I think if uh, from uh, this uh, surahs up to this point, I came to the, to, the, to the understanding that if we as Muslims have read Quran and thought about it a little bit more carefully, I think uh, we should have been the leaders in science in the whole world. Because there are so many facts and God is giving us, you know, giving us the light. Say, okay, look at the sky, look at the sun, look at the dust. You know, one day sit outside and see how the whole thing changes and think. But we kept saying that the world is flat. And then uh, it tells us about the plants. It tells us about how, how uh, beings are created. And it tells us that he's creating man from an embryo. So we took it as, okay, this is God said so, so uh, don't worry about it. And uh, then says, read, and your Lord more exalted, he teaches man what he never knew. So if you don't read, you, uh, that's what I tell Ali all the time, you know, read your books, do your homework. If, uh, if you don't read, you never know what's going on. But uh, uh, it is true that uh, uh, very... Uh, uh, simple uh, explanation understanding of the ayahs uh, that I have is that uh, uh, you start reading, God is going to help you and teach you. And also, uh, God teaches by means of pen. It has some other, I guess, uh, uh, some other thing in it that people who are dealing with pen have a very great responsibility because those are the people who can have a great effect and a lot of people who read. So you can't write something that you can mislead. You can't write something that you can lead people. And uh, I have seen that very clearly in the after revolution, or before revolution, but as far as religion is concerned, after revolution, our country, and a simple thing, a simple one sentence or one uh, uh, paragraph, how that simple one written uh, document can change the whole nation, the whole, uh, change the whole, uh, uh, affect the whole, uh, the life of the world. And that is another indication that God is teaching you by uh, the means of the pen, and uh, he teaches you what you never knew, but uh, you have to be a little bit willing to put in a little bit uh, hard work, to work on it, and then God helps you. And uh, I think I'll stop at these first five verses and uh, let... Oh, yeah, okay. uh, oh he's so we, willing to go, so he... The, 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 <laughs> okay, the way I look at this, uh, the embryo, uh, I don't know if we have a translation with a clock, maybe it wasn't right. Uh, I look at it, the, those five words, and the whole thing is the embryo, the start. Uh, you know, we were just a clot, an embryo, and we started from that. Uh, look at that. He says that, uh, read in the name of your Lord who created. Uh, he's telling us that he created us. Uh, he created man from an embryo, from something. That's when we started. Uh, read in your, in your Lord, not insulted. Okay, indeed, 
it teaches by the means of the pen. All, I mean, like those five, actually, the way I look at it is the Quran. Uh, that we start, we will start um, learning from God from actually we. That's the first step that we take. Uh, the first time I, I actually came here, before I came here, my brother gave me a Quran. And I said, I'm Hamid's apartment used to be there. And my brother came here and I was over there waiting for him. And I sat and I sat on the couch and I started reading it. Uh, I felt like my, you know, after that I felt like myself I was an embryo. I'm just something that I, you know, I'm just, I'm just starting. I started reading it and I started seeing things that I never saw. That I always asked when I used to go to Catholic school and I used to ask questions. They never actually answered. And there, they, they were there. So, I mean, I just felt like I was being born. Um, like I was being created right in them. Uh, for some reason, I mean, I just feel that like, that those five will be for the Quran. The, the person needs to read. When the person reads it, and, he, and God wants him to be a, a, a believer, he will create him right in there into a believer. He's not no longer a, a normal person. I will no longer a normal person. I feel like I'm, I'm something, that I'm here because of something. Uh, and I just, I just feel that, I mean, it's the Quran of what he, 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 I mean, he teaches us by the mean of the pen. I don't know if 20 years from now that will be, you know, go be the same thing. That, you know, they can put you in a computer and it will be in a computer. Right now, everything is written down. And that, back then, it was written down too. I don't know, it was before. So I think that, that what, that's what it means, what the Quran said. The one we said it, the one is born right then. Uh, that's what I think. Oh, thank you. Right, it's in sense, but it's not a clock. It's a very active, very living 
group of cells that is dividing very fast. This blood is uh, not even does that lag mean leads to? That's why we, that's that's exactly we are in, uh, what's the word, a parasite. Yeah. Yeah, I read, I read uh, uh, in a Farsi translation, uh, or a little bit interpretation, that uh, says maybe this is because uh, leech and sperm are somehow similar in shape. This may be something that God is saying that he created man from the whatever is... Uh, well, what happens know. is when the zygote and everything attaches to the wall, it literally buries itself into the, you know, into the uterus, and it literally sucks blood out, just like a leech. So I don't think that... That is the... Yeah. Is right. I don't know. I just want, you know... Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. David, uh, technically an embryo is uh, immediately after fertilization of the ovum. You have an embryo. I'll bring a book on this. Yeah, I know. That's what was like, both embryo fetus. You know, but all these are all embryos, technically. Okay. The definition of an embryo is a fertilized ovum. Yes. That's correct. You're a medical. You're a medical. Zygo. Yeah. Zygo is an embryo. <laughs> anyway, I think everyone will be a safe translation because it covers a wide range from yeah, the zygote to the fetus. It does cover the My please, I wonder if it might be your class. No, no. Cloth is not accurate at all. Okay. Lisa? What is a cloth, David? Did it come in? What is a cloth? Why was there a need to make the second? 
Well, because it, 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 it's the translation on the better way, but if you have clot or, or embryo, the way I look at it, even though if it's the same, I mean, it would be clot or embryo, I look at it at the start. I'm looking at the big picture. I'm looking at the big picture, but I'm also looking
in the world. And that's the time that you start to trans uh, transgress. You start to move away from God, forget God, and uh, go to the wrong path. So if God is helping you to get rich, as I said, in any uh, uh, way that you can be rich, and then you have to be very careful because, as uh, has been said repeatedly, that uh, it is not you. It is your work. You are working hard. You are putting uh, a lot of effort into it. But God is helping you to uh, become richer in whatever you're doing. But be careful not to transgress. But God is saying that human beings, this is the nature of them. They just transgress. But he mentions in 8 that your Lord is the ultimate destiny. Don't forget. Whatever you get, whatever you accomplish, you have to finally die. You'll die and they put you, depending on where you die, either put you in a coffin or they just put you on the ground and put a lot of dirt on you. And there you are. And you can't take anything with you down there. Uh, then God is again uh, reminding, us, reminding us, have you seen the ones who enjoins others from praying? And this is one of the very interesting two verses that uh, comes together and we see it very easily that uh, there was a time that back in my country before revolution praying was something that if you did was something out of civilization you were old-fashioned you, you believed in something which is not civilized westernized and things like that and uh, uh, so people tend to say why well, you pray you know pray if you wanted to pray and uh, at least if you wanted to publicly, it was something that a lot of people would uh, tell you, would make fun of it. But then after the revolution, it became a course. If you didn't pray, then you were in trouble. There were times that at 12 o'clock, they would ring the bell, everyone's supposed to go to the mosque and pray, which was another problem, you know. Whether you're praying for God or you're praying to show your boss that I'm a good Muslim because it had good effects on uh, your salary or where you go from uh, in the future. But uh, God is asking, have you seen those, uh, have you seen the one who enjoins others from praying? Is it not better for him to follow the guidance or advocate righteousness? Just clearly, God is putting in question, uh, question uh, fashion. If he disbelieves and turns away, does he not realize that God sees? And uh, this is one thing that a lot of people don't realize. Or uh, they may know it, but they... They try to look the other way. God again is warning us, giving us uh, some warning and uh, cautioning us. Uh, don't you think that God sees all what you do and either, uh, you know, whatever you do is wrong, you know, he sees it. And then in 15 it comes, God is getting tough. He says, indeed, unless he refrains, we will take him by the forelock, the forelock that is disbelieving and sinful. Let him then call, us, call on his helpers. We're called the guardians of hell. We shall not obey him. We shall fall prostrate and draw near. So in these uh, last uh, five verses, God is telling us the story of the people who uh, go the wrong path. And God is telling us what he's going to do with those and how they are going to suffer in the future from what they do wrong, and they don't choose the right path, is the, which is the right, the path of uh, 
uh, righteousness and uh, the path of God. Overall, if uh, you look at these uh, verses, it starts with uh, a lot of people may have uh, or may see it just as very disconnected. But it is very much connected, as you see, it's the whole story of human being, the life, the way he's created, the way he transgresses, the way he becomes uh, stingy, the way he drowns into materialistic things and then, uh, uh, you know, goes away from God's path and uh, becomes astray. And then uh, God is warning us at the end of the surah that don't do this, do whatever is required of you to do, and uh, don't follow the crowd, as has been said frequently, and try to stick with what is right, which is in the book, in Quran, and follow, uh, uh, follow him only. Amin. Oh, yeah. You have something? I'll add something. Um, okay. Um, when he becomes rich in the line 7, to your Lord is the ultimate destiny. Uh, those lines actually remind me what Dr. Khalifa keeps saying. He's saying that when you wake up every morning and you walk after the day pass by, uh, you actually think what was the, the first thing, I mean, the, most, the thing that you most thought about during the day, um, if it is yourself, um, for some reason, humans tend, tend to always look at themselves. Uh, when I, like when I came today, I missed work. Somebody's working for me right now. And they say, how come, how come you come late from, I mean, from your breaks? How come you're always praying? How come you don't work and get money? That's much better for you. Uh, I said, well, that's not, actually, that's, you think that would be much better for, uh, for yourself because you don't know what you're saying. But I think for me to be there and praying, it would be much better for me. Uh, they always look at the, always the money themselves, always buying nice cars, buying nice clothes, even though they, they don't even know that they, they're like the poorest people in the world. Uh, I mean, I mean, just, I mean, just, I mean, people actually see that. Uh, they, and plus, when they see other people praying and things like that, they, they make fun of them. Some people, they feel that they're more inferior. Uh, right now, for some reason, church, even though people now say it's like going down. Uh, the new generation always looks at churches uh, all praying, uh, I'm not going to get anywhere with it. Uh, they go and try to, you know, go to college and try to become lawyers and they never want to see church ever again. I mean, and right here he's showing them that that's, that's stupid. You have to actually do your soul and you, you because you did that, God is going to give you everything and you make, you're going to become whatever you want. Any other comments? We have two more minutes, I guess. Any other suggestions? This is a very, we, uh, we didn't have enough time, but it's very important surah, and uh, I definitely urge, uh, I wish somebody could read it in Arabic, uh, because it is, uh, it is, it is beautiful. Uh, I know it is a privilege, people who, have, who know Arabic, because I don't know Arabic. Uh, I can't read it, but I don't understand it. Uh, but, uh, no, just, just the way, yeah.